I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you seven things not to do at a sound check. Wait, so if we don't do these things, then we'll sound good? Well, if you don't do these things, you will survive the sound check and make it to the gig. Okay, well then I'm all yours. Let's let's do this one. At a minimum. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the first one is well, first of all, a sound check. Let's just talk about what a sound check is. I mean, it's very basic you're checking the sound right so there's a purpose you know if there's a sound engineer and like or um a, a crew there it's a chance for them to get the stage prepared to really get the sound right to basically prepare the environment for the audience a lot of people think it's for the musicians only or for the sound engineer or for the crew but ultimately it's the preparation of everything for the audience i think yeah that's right i mean and you can use it to get an idea of how the room's going to sound but Oftentimes, you know, I don't know about you, but the room totally changes when an audience comes into it. Always. You have 250, you know, 180 pound bags of water (laughs) filling those seats. And so it changes naturally the dynamics of the room. So it's it's really not the the greatest place to like think this is how it's going to sound. But you do want to get comfortable. You want to make sure you can hear everything. And hopefully these uh, seven things will help you accomplish a good sound and so that you're comfortable on the performance. Right. Right. So number one is not listen like it usually is <laughs> but it is don't be late right? this is a this is a crucial mistake you see being made all the time i mean you know what you can come and screw a lot of things up at the sound check but even to screw it up you got to be there on time in order to do that so that's like kind of your minimum viable uh, activity is just show up on time um, of course, you're going to want to show up to the gig on time, too. But take the sound check seriously because, um, you know, if it's kind of a more minimalist gig where the band is doing the sound and like preparing everything, it's really important to have that opportunity to do that and and, and to prepare things right. I mean, we always think like preparing the music and practicing and playing great is the most important thing. But the reality of it is, especially for kind of different peculiar type venues how it sounds and how it looks is a big part of what it is and this is your opportunity to get that together yeah and you don't want to miss out on time that could be spent trying to get a good sound that's the most important thing for this performance you know make it a priority like you would a gig uh, for the soundtrack and and really use as much time as you can getting it tweaked the best that it can be right Uh, and that brings us to number two and this kind of falls right in line with this and that's don't be unprepared for sound check. Wait, don't be so be prepared. Why are you saying don't? Because we're un- doing seven things not to do. Oh, that's right. Okay. There's going to be was, double negatives. Okay, You're going to have to deal with it. Okay. But uh, <laughs> don't be unprepared. You know, don't show up and you don't have a guitar chord that you need that you know you're going to need. Right, you know right. what I mean? Don't have to forget your music or whatever. Right. It, it's just like anything else. And this happens. Does anyone have a pencil, dude? <laughs> No, come to soundcheck knowing exactly, you know, how many inputs you're going to need, what kind of mics you need. You know, if you can, send the sound engineer uh, a stage plot beforehand if it's that kind of gig. I have some saved, you know, for all the projects that I'm involved in that are just easy to, like, email. And then that way everybody has everything set up, ready to go. Again, trying to save time because it's not just about you in these situations. Like, there's often, you know, not to mention the musicians, but but other people involved. And if you start wasting time, people 
can get a little tweaked. Yeah, well, and especially if it's one of those like stack sound check, like a festival thing where there's four bands having the sound check, and you've got 20 minutes each or 30 minutes each. Dude, nothing's ruder. Line than check that. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because then the last band, it's like they're four hours late. Exactly. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, okay, so number three. Okay, now I'm, now I got to be careful with the double negatives. So these are seven things not to do at a sound check. So That's we right. should not be doing them. Okay, yeah. so the number three thing to not do at the sound check is piss off the sound engineer this should probably be number one <laughs> i know I, apologies to the sound engineers we this is not in order of importance this is like a set the medias most important thing is right <laughs> in the middle of the set now that we got you hooked yeah so this is actually the most important thing this is absolutely so really the sound engineer is kind of um de facto in charge of the sound check now the reality of who is actually running it sometimes it's a you know production and uh, manager sometimes it's a stage manager sometimes it's the leader of the band or whatever but in terms of you're checking the sound and trying to prepare the sound the sound engineer has the most control over that so there's many things that are happening you know we're getting comfortable maybe with the instrument especially as pianists we do need a little time to get a company you know get 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 comfortable with the instrument but in terms of the actual sound check time we want to have the the sound engineer happy so we don't want to piss them off by like not playing like what are some ways we could piss off this i'm, I'm thinking like don't not playing the way we're going to actually play on the gig that always pisses them off right? yeah not listening one that that i find is is as soon as they turn something on yeah you immediately like uh yeah i can't really hear that or <laughs> you know like you gotta understand uh they're they know that things yeah. aren't right yet that's why there's a sound being a bad engineer. human pretty yeah. much could piss them off no, i mean <laughs> it's an eye-opener if you ever get a chance to actually run sound or be back there yeah for another band do it because you'll get a real sense of like oh like they know that there's no high end in the monitor yet that's right. they have other like they're doing it they're getting there but just let as my father-in-law used to say let Jesse rob this train. <laughs> Jesse robs trains for a living. Right. Let Jesse rob this train. No, like, um, I mean, there's, first of all, for some reason, a lot of musicians think it's totally okay to be super rude to sound, <laughs> right. to sound engineers. Which is weird because oftentimes they're like rather large tattooed gentlemen that they could really kick our ass. I'm pretty sure <laughs> without a problem. You know? It's totally true. Uh, don't, you know, don't move their stuff. Don't touch their mics. No, seriously. Like, right. don't, you know, you wouldn't want someone like, taking your trumpet right. and moving it across the room for you. Oh, like, I know a way to piss off, and I've, I've actually done this before, but I, I, my apologies, pissing <laughs> off the sound engineer. Like when there's really bad feedback, don't don't like get on the mic and say, it's feeding back, when they, it's already obvious that know. it is. I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> feedback can happen, but, but yep. it, it, it shouldn't. But yes, like you said, they know what's going on. I mean, the thing is, the sound engineer actually controls your fate more than you exactly. think you do. they do like there might need to be a little bit of kissing ass beyond not, not only not pissing them off but really but you know kissing up to them i'm might be not good. ashamed to say that i definitely kiss a little sound <laughs> sound engineer ass because i know that it's going to help they're going to you know they're going to work harder at trying to get our sound right yeah and that's important to me so number four of something uh seven things not to do at a sound check and now that i'm thinking about this all these things if you're doing any of these you're going to piss off the sound and engineer basically that's kind of where this leads you're probably going to gonna piss <laughs> off all the other all the other musicians that's too, right actually. so number four is don't blow for 99 choruses please yeah do at least 100 okay <laughs> <laughs> do not stop at 99 <laughs> no just don't this is not the time to show off what you can play or to, you know, I mean, I think as a pianist, we have a little more excuse for playing a little more than others sometimes. because But actually, I can't even say that because uh, oftentimes now drummers, 
you know, if you're traveling, or maybe you have your set, maybe it's a house set, though. So you got to get it comfortable with the instrument, but you Even can also. And bass players now. Have and bass players, yeah, bases, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in, in general, this is not the time to like rehearse and, and just to be playing a whole bunch of time. Give everybody a chance. And then it's not just a chance for you to get comfortable with the sound, it's the chance for the sound engineer, the house, the monitors, if there's the, the monitors, uh, but all the other musicians also. And they need to hear everything. Short solos, short, short solos. Yeah. You know, if you have the opportunity and you really want to get familiar with a piano that you're not familiar with, reach out and see if you can go 30 minutes before sound check starts right, and warm right. up and get to know it. I do and, that a lot. Yeah, me too. And that way you don't have to like waste everybody's time. But Although I did find out that that's, that's, that could be on a list of seven ways to piss off a lighting engineer or lighting designer because <laughs> a lot of times that's their time. So like I'll go early before the sound check yeah. and they're trying to do the lights and I'm up there practicing and stuff. But, you know, what can what you do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, that takes us to number five, and this is just in general. Um, don't get your stage volume louder than a 737 <laughs> jumbo jet. And I say this because... So like a DC-10 is okay. DC-10 but, but is fine. Yeah. yeah, prop planes are cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, have you ever been on one of these gigs where it's like every <laughs> instrument is blasting yeah. probably louder than the house on stage? Right. And it just becomes this fight that you're not going to win. Right. Um, because, I mean, uh, the, the house has to levelize. And I mean, some people just like, well, just don't have the house on it all. But they have to. There's going to be something else that can't be heard. You're too loud. You're too loud. And then one person isn't. So they got to bring them up and then they got to start bringing you up. And then it's just, you know, everything's too loud. I'm, I'm a proponent of going as minimal as you can on, yep. on monitors. You know, we're playing acoustic instruments, first of all. Right. And the more you can hear it acoustically, I think the better for the vibe. You know, it's sometimes it's impossible on bigger stages or outside um, but really try to try to get away with as quiet of a stage as you can get. And I think you're going to find that you can hear things better um, and that, you know, you're not you're not being blown out of your chair. Right. <laughs> OK, number six, I'm going to tell you something. I, we kind of covered this, but this is definitely deserves its own thing as far as something not to do with a sound check. And that is to practice. <laughs> okay, this is not practice time. I mean, there's just no other way around it. This is not a time for you to learn the music or to practice. And I mean, it, that's rehearsal or that's personal practice. Now, sometimes you can schedule that in or ask. And actually, we do this a lot with some of the groups that I tour with. If I know, like, say we have a sub coming and we're not going to have a chance to play together much, I'll ask the sound engineer or the production manager to say, look, can we get 30 minutes just to rehearse during the sound check? Totally. And they love that. If, if there's time to know that and then... That's also my way of letting them know during this time that we're practicing, don't say, wait, hold on the drums and stop playing drums. I need to hear just the piano. This is our time to practice. But then they're still giving their time. We're communicating. And, but other than that, it's, really, it's not a time to practice. Yeah, I agree. You've you got to let them know a little bit. And oftentimes they don't mind at all. In fact, it gives them more of an insight of like how the band is going to sound. They get to hear you play as an ensemble uh, longer, and that helps them get a better house sound. Um, yeah. But yeah, don't don't go in there and just expect that that you can rehearse for two hours. Right. Off time. I mean, you 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 need to play like you're going to play on the gig. Right. And like practicing even as a band or rehearsing is really not how you play on the gig. Yeah, you, you're all playing together and stuff. But especially like individual practice and stuff, it's just not needed. And so that brings us to our our last thing not to do at a sound check, and that is don't leave without being able to hear what you want to hear. Um, you know, don't compromise on, on your comfort level. You know, make sure that you're at a good place, uh, you know, for the performance. You don't want to get up there in the performance. And I've done this before and you think like, ah, oh, I wish I would have said this 
then. I mean, you can change some things on the gig. You can give them hand signals, thumbs up. Oh, I they love those. They love those. <laughs> Especially when you're looking at them like, come on, you know, give them a real mean look to the audience, too. That's, they love that. But, you know, the sound check, you're there to actually, you know, make sure that the sounds are cool for the gig. And that's really the primary reason. You're not right. really there to rehearse like we were saying. That's not the, pr I mean, you can do it, but it's not the primary reason. So make sure you don't leave you know, without getting exactly what you want. Out well, of. and that's, this is a great place for us to end too, because all of our other ones were kind of offensive errors by the musician. Right. <laughs> and this one is kind of not, is being a little too mousy maybe, and a little bit uh, not assertive enough. All the other ones were being too assertive, but it's absolutely true. Like you, you do still have it, should take that right and that opportunity to get comfortable with the sound yourself. It's not just about the audience, because ultimately if you can hear, and you feel like your instrument sounds good and that you can hear what's going on stage, you're going to play a better performance and the audience is going to love it. So, yeah, it's for the house sound. And I've had some kind of altercations, not, not physical, just mental <laughs> and verbal, with some sound engineers about this where they're a little too heavy-handed, I think, the other way, where it's just like, this is my time to just get the house sound. That's all that matters. I'm like, the stage sound is important, too, because yeah. we've got to be able to hear each other. The instrument has to sound good to us. Well, and really good venues will actually have separate people for the stage and for the for the house and that's that's right. when you can really like you know make a relationship with that stage sound engineer and, and get it together you know ideally you should you know try to get a gig where you got your own sound engineer but exactly those don't happen very often anymore. but when that happens they'll hear it and you'll hear it thanks for listening to this episode of the you'll hear it podcast you can go to you'llhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right, and if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. Thanks.